0: Coming up, D backs bullpen blows another game and power ranking the MLB divisions with lockdown Rocky's host Paul Holden. Breaking it all down for you next.
1: You are a locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into the Lockdown On podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my podcast, Miller Thomas, or excuse me, not my podcast, my website, millerthomas 24myportfoliocom On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And hey, Diamondbacks fans, you are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Invest Strap. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more info on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Invest Strap, which we'll be talking about later in the pod. But we'll talk a little bit about that game. Not going to rant too long about the first game of the series against the Colorado Rockies because I need to get up early and I already got most of this pod pre-recorded with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies doing the power rankings of the division so we're not going to talk too long about this game against the Rockies but my take from the game D-backs bullpen blows it once again surprise surprise and it is Mark Melanson who has been terrible all season once again coming in in a high leverage moment and just crapping the bed and you can look at this game as a microcosm as to why I think Toy Lovello should not be back after this season. Now, I know I was saying Toy Lovello's praises a couple pods ago against the Giants when Toy Lovello did outmanage Gabe Kapler in that second game of the series for the win. I gave Toy Lovello praises and I sang his, you know, I sang whatever praises I had to for Toy Lavello a couple days ago when it was deserving for Toy Lovello. But most games, you don't hear me singing his praises because most games I don't agree with the decisions Toy Lovello makes and... There is not just decisions that happened during this game that they didn't agree with. There were decisions before this game that they didn't agree with because I've seen people on Diamondbacks Twitter talk about it. And we've talked about on this pod, like with Alec Thomas, about why he keeps hitting at the bottom of the lineup. Well, Why do Jordan Luplo and Cooper Hummel keep hitting at the top of the lineup? Luplo, 169 average. Cooper Hummel, 182 average. I know they have the split advantage when there's, you know, the opposite pitcher on the mound. You know, you got that cross matchup going with Luplo and Hummel. That's why they're at the top of the lineup. But guess what? They're mostly... Playing on days when they have that cross matchup advantage and they're still batting below 200. I know Luplo has double digit home runs, but outside the bombs and some good defense, it's not like he has been incredible this season. Like, Jordan Luplo, you could take him or leave him like I think he's had very nice moments for the D-backs this season, but he should be like the seven or eight hitter in this D-backs lineup. I don't understand decisions to put Luplo and Hummel at the top of the lineup just because they got the cross matchup advantage. I don't think it's that much of advantage because, again, their slash line, their numbers aren't good and they're only playing on days pretty much. On days when they should have an advantage, when you got guys like Carson Kelly at the bottom of the lineup, who did all the work for the D backs tonight three RBIs, had a home run like Carson Kelly did all the work offensively tonight. And why is he batting at the bottom of the order? Like he's finally starting to hit up, he should probably hit a little bit higher. Josh Rojas, I mean, he he gets hot and cold, but he's definitely been better than Luke Lore Cooper Hummel, and Dalton Varsho. We've talked about him, he's been on fire so far this month. And it's like, why are three of my better players at the bottom of the lineup when I have guys like Jordan? Jordan Luplo and Cooper Hummel at the top of the lineup that have given me nothing all season outside those pinch hit home runs by Jordan Luplo. Like you can make the argument for Buddy Kennedy maybe going to the top of the lineup if you want to, as the number two hitter, like Toy has done a couple times, because he's had some really big and clutch hits, but the Hummels and the Luplos, like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So if you want to give Toy Lovello criticism for the lineup decisions, like I always give Toy Lovello criticisms for that. How about another criticism? How about going with Mark Melanson in the ninth inning? And I know the bullpen options are not very good, but I don't understand why Mark Melanson continues to be the ninth inning high leverage guy, the closer of this team. That's the part I don't understand. I get it. You still have to use Mark Melanson out the bullpen just because there's not that many options, but he shouldn't be the guy you trust in the biggest moments of the games. He shouldn't be the guy who goes out there in the ninth inning. I think we all know that should be joe Mantiply's job joe should be the closer if not for ian kennedy because those guys have been better if not for kyle nelson like anyone but mark melanson because melanson has not been able to get it done in the high leverage moments of the season but it seems like tory Lavello just doesn't care about that and it was really it's really a shame because i just feel like so many decisions could be made that would actually help this d-backs team and maybe lead to some more wins i'm not saying the d-backs team would be uh, a playoff team but there's so many head scratching decisions that i see from toy lovello in the front office where they keep telling us they want to win but sometimes the decisions on the field don't really reflect that so uh, it, it was not a fun D-backs game And another decision by Toy Lavello That actually paid off tonight I guess was Dallas Keuchel Because I just didn't want to see Dallas Keuchel in this rotation You could blame the front office For signing him And then blame Toy Lovello For putting him in the rotation I guess But Dallas Keuchel is not someone Who I want to see in this D-backs rotation I want to see someone young And thankfully he had a solid start tonight Like it looked like it was going to be A bad Keuchel start Gave up two runs in the first inning But he settled in after that um, Only three earned runs Went seven innings So it ended up being a a good Keiko start but overall it's like another decision like why is this man even on the roster why is he in my rotation like he's an old veteran pitcher who's kind of washed who hasn't been good in a few years so like I would rather just go with an unproven young guy I'd rather just keep throwing like a Luis Frias out there than Dallas Keiko because at least Luis Frias can throw 100 and it's an interesting start Keiko there's like Nothing that I have looked forward to when he's on the mound. Like, what what is there? Just because he's a a name value guy? Well, back in the day, he was, but not anymore. So some of the decisions by this front office, by the coaching staff, I just do not enjoy. And this was just another D-backs loss that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. So let's hand out the three moons of the game real quick because we hand out three stars after wins, but three moons after losses. First moon of the game, I think I'm going to give to um, Cooper Hummel because he went 0 for 4 in tonight's ball game, just didn't do much offensively when the D backs really could have used him. Another Person I'm giving the moon to is going to be Mark Melanson, of course, who just blew the game up in the ninth inning and was a huge reason why the D-backs lost this game. And then the last moon I'm going to give to Tori Lavello for the lineup decisions and putting Mark Melanson out there in the ninth inning of a tie ball game. So those are the three moons of the game. And hopefully the D-backs can get back on track because we got another game against the Colorado Rockies tomorrow. Now let's get into that conversation with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies power ranking the MLB Divisions. Now, Paul, it is time we are going to power rank the MLB divisions. And actually, doing this exercise, I actually like kind of found it easy if you're doing it based off this year. Like, I, I actually didn't have any trouble uh power ranking the division. So I actually want to see. I, I want to go back and forth, starting from the bottom, starting with number six, and just see if we could have the same list. I think it's gonna, I think we're gonna know if we have the same list based off who you have as your number six division on this. So, Paul started off power ranking the best divisions in baseball, starting with the bottom. The bottom,
1: the NL central, the NL central is the worst division in baseball. When you are headlined by the Cubs, pirates, and reds, all at uh sub 500 records, they're uh, all double digits, ab- below 500. Uh, it's a cl- The Brewers and the Cardinals are both good teams. I will say that, but again, they are going to benefit greatly from getting to play a, a an abysmal division and teams that the Rockies actually struggled against. This is a prime example of, of the Rockies. Why they're in the situation they're in they haven't been able to beat bad teams like the pirates uh especially but to, to, to kick things off i think it's a pretty simple answer the the nl central is is number six for me
0: Oh, Glad to hear my team is not the only one struggling with the Pirates, but I think it's funny you have the NL Central at number six because that means this is going to be a fun exercise because I don't have the NL Central at number six, so a little bit higher on my list. I got the other Central on my list at number six, though so the AL Central. And basically how I did my rankings is I just looked at the teams and basically it's like how much championship equity do I believe in that division? In terms of the top teams in that division, do I believe in them in wild card contenders? You know, how deep is that division? So for me, the AL Central was the bottom. Bottom team because the Twins are the best team in that division, and I just don't believe in the Twins as a World Series contender. Like I think, I think they're a good team, but I don't, I can't foresee a world where the Twins are holding up the World Series trophy at the end of the season. I just don't think they're pitching and offense is good enough. The White Sox and Guardians, they're two near five hundred teams, but they've both been kind of disappointing this year. The White Sox are having a really weird year under Tony La Russa, and they've dealt with a lot of injuries. The Guardians, they're kind of hot and cold depending on the day. Then Detroit and Kansas City, they're just not good at all so for those reasons I don't look at any of those teams as a team that could win the World Series two of those teams are just meaningless and two of those teams are near 500 but they're not great ball clubs. so for that reason the AL Central is number six on my list but who's number five on yours Paul? Paul and I are going to continue power ranking MLB divisions but if you want to invest in any of these divisions maybe there's a player on a team you really like you need to head to the sports card investor app because the sports card investor app is great for people who are nostalgic or want to own a piece of their favorite player or team because growing up sports cards were a big part of my life my grandpa handed down all the sports cards all the baseball cards he collected and over the years i grew my collection and now that i see this d-back team that is so young i want to own some d-backs i want to own alec thomas i want alec thomas card let me specify i want to own a jordan lawler card i want to own a corbin carroll card so the best place to do that is the sports card investor app because Welcome to the wonderful world of Sports cards Reimagine. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must have for baseball fans. Completely free. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. All right, all right, all right, let's get back into the pod. It'll be the AL
1: Central, and and I I just think that there's a little more depth there, and some of these teams have underperformed this year. When I just compare at these teams, I just when I look at them, I see more strength in the Guardians, White Sox, Tigers, and Royals than I do uh, with the. Uh, I, I should say I see more in the. Guardians White Sox and Tigers I think the Tigers uh, they it might be surprised here but they've been bit with that injury bug massively this year which has been huge for their offense but uh, the, I just think those are teams that I think the Guardians are a team that have shown that they that while they might not have the most flashy team they they still are going to be there and when you look at the records only four less wins than the Cardinals with the Cardinals mm-hmm. team that is poised to have multiple all-stars and honestly has two MVP candidates on its team so far, Uh, but I'm with you. I, I don't necessarily, but it's the same thing the Cardinals have the history. Sure. But none of the teams, and until the brewers get past the DS, the division series, until they, you know, and they're not playing the Rockies and sweeping them away and stuff like that. I'll believe it. When I see it, same with the Cardinals at this point, they got a lot of stuff, but they also haven't necessarily dominated. And they got to go through. I think there's a lot of tough NL teams that you got to go through. Whereas the twins, depending on a matchup, depending on some stuff, they could go deeper than you might think. And is that based solely on skill? Eh, but I would say the Twins have arguably one of the best, if not the best, one-two-three in baseball. And I, I if you're going to say who's my MVP in the AL right now, might be leaning towards Buxton. I think Oh wow. Chauvin, again is uh, is pretty insane. But but what Byron Buxton is able to do and what he brings to that Twins team and how how, how big of a factor he plays with with because again, I have a firm belief in in most valuable player means more than just wins and losses. It's how. Mm-hmm. Truly valuable are you to that team? And boy, we, the twins are a completely
0: different team when Byron Buxton is in that lineup. For sure. Buxton's been huge to that team, but number one in MVP, Judge, he's been pretty good. And Shohei That's true, think, Judge, too.
1: Yeah. But again, are we can we are we really gonna negate Shohei being great again on a on a no. on a team? Like how many? I mean, it just is gonna have to turn into the Shohei Award, but but again, you know, is Judge. Judge is such a big factor, too. But again, it's it's when I look at 162, I, I feel like Buxton, if healthy, could finish with the better full season, whereas Judge might hit some of those slumps. But Judge is also like, I'm in that contract here and I'm paying for the biggest bucks that anyone's ever seen. So I'm trying to keep hitting balls to the moon as long as
0: possible. Man, you know where a Judge would be good? Maybe in Coors Field next like to Chris. I, Brown. I tell you,
1: when when people were saying, I, I I dove in and I said, and and we were kind of like, what was what would be the one crazy thing? I would say the Rockies clear everything in this off season. go after Judge. Just see, just try, just I mean, because that would be bonkers in terms of what you can be doing because he already got the Bryant money committed. Like, I mean, if you can clear it up, it could be something wild. I, obviously it's not going to happen. I think the, really the only place that can afford it is the Yankees, but Hey, maybe the, right. maybe Montford backs up the Mac truck to judge because I mean, he's going to be listening to play. He's going to go, like you said, he's going to go where the money is and it's not, yeah. he's played in the, he's played in the Bronx this whole time. Does he really need does he need to be a Yankee forever? Does he need to deal with, the Yan- you know, being a Yankee in New York the whole time, I don't think so. He'd be happy to go launch nukes for someone else and, and be perfectly fine with making a, a huge chunk of change there.
0: Yeah, if you offer Judge eight, two fifty, I think he's heavily considering leaving the Yankees for the Rockies. It's not like the Yankees have been some they've won a lot of games, but it's not like they've been on the precipice of a World Series ring. Like they've been close, but they've also faltered. I mean, this is
1: time. the closest they've been in the in yeah. the judge. I would say this is the team that you finally say the Yankees have a chance to to go out there and do it. But and it's headlined by Judge, and which is the impressive part there. I Judge came into a contract year and he is is doing exactly what he needs to do and more for for what the, the 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 doubters are silent there for Darren Judge. I would trust me if if the Rockies if there is any possibility that that could happen that would be massive for the Colorado Rockies.
0: Yeah, and real quick on Shohei, Shohei Otani, like you said, he just automatically if he's playing like this has to be at least top 2 in MV, like automatically at least top 2 and it's, it's only he's at number two, because if someone's playing phenomenally better than him, then you could give that guy the MVP award, but at worst, he should be the bare minimum the number two finalist every single season. He needs to get the hell off that team.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam and Mike Trout we need to go somewhere else. Cause I thought the angels were going to turn it around this year, but, uh, but they are, are absurdly cursed. And honestly, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about it. I'm comparing it, but I would say that the AL West could be right there at that four spot in that, in the power rankings. I think you could maybe uh, change it the, interchange there with the NL East. But when you look at it, are you more aware that the Astros are the one that sticks out there, but the Mariners are playing great ball. I will say the Mariners are finally living up to their potential. I'm actually in the market. I think the Mariners are going to have a really strong second half of the year, but are they going to outperform the Braves? Are they going to outperform an NLE's team or some NLE's teams that have been impressive? The Phillies are having, uh, you know, getting that uh, contribution from there. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm in that in that four spot. I think I'm going to slot the AL West.
0: Okay, that's fair, because I have have my number five spot, the AL West, because the Astros, I think, are. The cream of the crop of that division, you know. I think we all know that, and I look at them as a real World Series contender. Like the Astros, basically, we could call them cheaters all we want. Like they're in the Championship Series or better they're every back. year since yep. 2017. Like they're they're not back. They haven't gotten anywhere. Like right? Yeah. They're, they're, where they left? <laughs> they're just there every single season. So it's like at some point we're going to be a decade plus in, and we're going to be like, all right, are they just the LA Dodgers? Like I don't care about the cheating scandal anymore. This is ten years of just straight dominance by the Houston Astros. So I got them the the whole division at number five because after the Astros. Astros. The Mariners are starting to make a comeback. They're starting to get a little bit hot, but overall in the season, they've been a disappointment. The Angels, we forget, at one point in the season, they were like one of the better teams in the American League, and then they lost 15 plus games uh, in a row. They fired the first ballot Hall of Fame manager, Joe Madden, so they've just gone down a gutter, and then the Rangers and Oakland, they just don't look like they're even trying to win games, so that's why I kind of basically have the AOS like the AL Central, but the difference is the Astros are a World Series contender while the Twins are not. And then meanwhile, my number four team is a team you talked about in the NL Central, because I look at the Brewers and Cardinals as both teams that could win the World Series. Unlike the other two visions, I only had one team that could potentially win it. I look at, the NL Central is two teams, even though those bottom three teams are absolute trash. They at least two teams, they at least have two teams I think could win the World Series. Plus, they got the MVP and Paul Goldschmidt on the Cardinals and also on the uh on the Brewers. I mean, you got Corbin Burns, who's also a Cy Young candidate, and that pitching staff is arguably the best in baseball. Once Freddie Peralta comes back with that bullpen. I got the NL Central at number four. Sounds like you got the NL West at number four as well. So who's your number three team, Paul?
1: Well, NL West, I got much higher than the the number four. I got oh, the uh, the, the AL West. We got at four. Oh, the AL West. That's what I meant to and, say. And uh, going in for the third spot, I'm gonna give it to the uh, the the NL East. I think the East has made a massive strides. I actually thought last year, especially with the way the Rockies played against the NL East, I thought the NL East was a very overrated division. I thought every single team up until the Braves were made their 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 postseason run. I I thought every team was. Overrated. I thought the Braves were dealt with too many injuries, especially with the Cunha out. Uh, but this is a I would say a lot of these teams are interesting and it and the big sleeper there. If the Marlins are real and the Marlins buy at the deadline. Who's going to take down that pitching staff. Sandy's going to win the Cy Young. That's without a doubt. He's the best pitcher in all of baseball. I think the Marlins have the best arm. They have some really interesting stuff. I actually think that that is going to be a very competitive division down the stretch. You're not going to see much from the Nationals. The Nationals are going to trade Soto. That's my yeah. big take there. Ooh. And uh, uh, they're going to go. They're going to go in a different direction. And uh, but the, I, I, I I am I, I, I don't want to get ahead of it. I know they have a history, but. I'm pretty high on Mets taking it all. I I really think the Mets have crafted a special ball club this year, and and it's only getting – they're this good – And DeGrom and Scherzer haven't even played a huge factor in the season yet, and they're getting him back. And what does DeGrom do? He goes and he mows down a bunch of 18-year-olds that shows back up at the major league level. I I think the Mets are scary. I think the Phillies have some interesting stuff. However, they're going to fall out. Losing Bryce Harper is going to be too much. You're not going to be able to compensate for that. Bryce Harper is way too good. Schwarber and Castellanos aren't going to be enough to back up your offense there. Uh, for for the Phillies. But I think they have enough teams that are interesting there. And and of course, a a Braves team that seems yet again to fly under the radar. And here they are sitting at uh, 15 games above 500.
0: Paul and I will wrap up the power rankings of the MLB divisions, but... To finish, I'm going to need a boost of energy, and the best place to get a boost of energy is built Bar because built Bars are absolutely delicious. They're light, they're fluffy, they're low-calorie, they're low-sugar, they're high-protein, they're high-fiber, they're everything you could want in a protein bar, and that's why I love them because they trick me. I think that meat and candy bar, when in reality, I'm actually eating a very healthy protein bar that's low-calorie and low-sugar, like I said, while hitting my protein, and it's it just great for every lifestyle, which is the reason why I love it, soft and easy to chew covered in 100% real chocolate. And right now they have these things called puffs, which are protein infused protein bars, of course, but with marshmallow as well. So absolutely delicious. My favorite flavor right now is the coconut brownie chunk puff. Delicious. So go to built.com. Use promo code lock 15, get 15% off your order. Promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, all right, all right, let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, NL East is also my number three division. Like you've talked about Mets, arguably the deepest team in baseball. That rotation is just absolutely nasty. The Phillies started slow, but they picked it up big time over the last month and a half. They have the third best run differential in the National League. They're like plus 60 in the National League. And then you got the Braves, who are quietly just the reigning World Series champions, who had a great month of June, like a double digit win streak at one point during the during the month of June. And then the Marlins, like they're the fourth team in the division, but they're sniffing 500. They got the runaway side. Young Award winner like you discussed so this is quietly a really deep division with a lot of really good talent as well and then the Nationals like you said like outside of Soto that team is just uninteresting to me I'm never going to watch a Nationals game so we don't even got to talk about them so Paul who's your number two team?
1: The AL East is number two and it, and it comes, I, I thought this was going to be the best t- division in baseball, but, uh, there's been some underperformance on some stuff. I think the, the records might not indicate that. And, and then especially when you compare it to some of the teams in the national league West, but I truly deep down believe that the national league West contains the best talent in all of baseball. I think the AL East has some very interesting stuff. And again, I'm looking at records and you're kind of, and a lot of people might look at my comparison. Like, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy, but head to head, when I when I compare teams across, I, I'm taking most of the NL West. Who's my number one? I'll just spoil it now. They, mm-hmm. I, I think the NL West is the best division in baseball uh, as it's been for a bit, uh, and and again, I I, I just. Look at these teams, and yes, they all are well above 500. But I, the Rays, the Red Sox, the Jays, are they going to have enough to compete with the Yankees and with some of the depth on the on the NL side? I, I'm not. I'm not so certain. When I look at it, I look at when I when I think of the teams that could beat these teams. The Dodgers can go in there. I know the Giants are on a skid, but I'm not counting the Giants out for nothing. They're going, they're they're lulling. But what are they going to do? They're going to win 20 out of 26 games at the end of the year, and they're going to be fine. I just worry with Toronto. They have been a very streaky team this year. The uh, and again and uh, and can the Red Sox? overcome some of their struggles, which includes runners in scoring position, but they get the benefit of the doubt from playing from some wacky stadiums over there. But uh, I got the AL East at two. I got the NL West at one because I think the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are all formidable teams. I just don't think anybody of them are going to roll over. But You can't sit there and say, wow, look at this AL West and and not think that, or the AL East and not think that they're the best, especially when the worst team, the only team below 500 is the Orioles. And for Orioles standards, 39 and 44, far from bad.
0: Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm calling you crazy, Paul. I think the AL East is easily the best division because you got the Yankees, the best team in baseball in that division, better run differential than the Dodgers, who are also phenomenal, I will add. But the Red Sox, they are crazy talented. They started slow, but they are officially hot and they got their two best pitchers coming back off injury in Nate Evaldi and Chris Sale so they've been this good without their two frontline starters I know the Blue Jays are streaky but I just look at that team on paper they're so damn talented like they're the third team in that division I compare them to the third team in the NLS. like I just look on paper I don't think the Giants and Blue Jays stack up at all when it comes to talent and you might say the Giants are going to come back but I feel like this is them regressing to the mean it felt like they got every break last year every lucky thing and then they lost a lot of talent they lost Chris Bryant to you guys they lost the heartbeat of that team and buster posey they also lost um Kevin Gosman, they replaced him with Rodon, but I think when I look at the division side-by-side, I just think there's so much more talent. Like, the Rays is the fourth team who just win 95 games like a machine every single season. Like, the Orioles you talked about, they have a better record than both our teams, Paul. Like, they're the last-place team in the AL East, and they're better than both our teams who are fourth and fifth. So, for that reason, I got the AL East over the NL West. But I know you got a heart out. I know you got to leave uh, pretty soon. So, Paul... I appreciate you hopping on today. Any last thoughts or where can the people find you? They, they probably need to know that. Where can they find you on social media? Paul? You
1: can find me at Paul Holden 33. You can find at L O Rockies for the show on Twitter, subscribe to locked on Rockies on YouTube. And, uh, Battle for the Basement sure will be fun, but I think you're right, Millard. I think you've convinced me. I'll, I'll take the AL East. I'll change my power rankings off, wow. off of that. for You You got the convincing argument, but uh, hit that subscribe button. Support your favorite Locked On host, Millard and myself there uh, by, by subscribing to our YouTube channels, Locked On D-backs and uh, Locked On Rockies there.
0: Yeah, thanks, Paul, for hopping on today. Thanks for doing this little crossover. I'll let you go because I know you got trivia night tonight, <laughs> so I'll let you hit that. Thanks, Paul, for hopping on. All right, that's it for this edition of the Locked On Backs podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. As always, thank you to Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies for hopping on the pod. Come back tomorrow for more Backs news coverage and insight. Or I guess at the time of you guys listening, it will be Friday. So come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!